Yeah, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Episode two. I know. We're here. We we released the first episode yesterday. So today is May 11th. Super, super excited. Actually, sorry. We released it on Monday, right? Yeah, exactly. The reception has been insane. Honestly, better than anything I could have expected. So thank you to everyone who's watching. Yeah, absolutely. I We... Like we said in the first episode, we just started this on kind of a whim. We've been talking about this for a while. Kind of the key things that we talked about was taking action and having positive consequence. And one of the big things that we have now pulled off is we did it the first time. And usually the first time is a hard step, but the second time is the harder step, right? It's continuing doing something with positive intention and positive action. So we're here. It's awesome. Exactly. The love that we got from all the people, like my friends said that they listened to the podcast in the car as they were driving along. Oh my God. We got messages from people saying that they loved hearing about it. It, it feels amazing, honestly, yeah. to, to know that these many people are supporting us that are around us. So truly, we yeah. appreciate you. Absolutely. And we're excited to hopefully get many of those people on the podcast as well, talking about random things, talking about life and getting them, getting them to hear, get their voices heard by everybody else. So excited to do that. But cool, bro. So should we jump right in? Absolutely. So this past week has been incredible. Absolutely incredible. So Ari surprised me. (laughs) He came here for my birthday, literally went over and to my friend's house and I didn't realize that anything else was happening I just went over casually Saturday night and he times me out of nowhere and I look at the sky like and I'm like huh it's way too sunny to be Seattle but you know you got to rethink it so I'm like nah that's the Seattle skyline 100% sure that's the Seattle skyline and then he walked through the very door of the room that I'm in <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, yeah, let's take a step back, right? Let's 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 give the preparation. So, I mean, this Miami trip turned out insane. I was supposed to be there for only two days, very spontaneous, turned out into like for a variety of reasons, a week and two days, three days at that point. Honestly, absurd, but like totally worth it because that's what Miami does. But I was planning to come in the sense that I had tickets booked i told you i was gonna like just come you had asked me to come right and i was like Mm -hmm. yeah for sure like would love to make it happen so i did book the tickets and then like that was like also last minute that i booked it but then i was like oh shoot sorry i got covid right and i kind of surprised you with that last minute again and you were like bummed out which i mean totally understandable you were like nah it's probably not covid when i was waiting for the test but i took the test right because i in general i wanted to take the test and I did come out negative, right? Pretty much instantly. But then I just like took you for a ride. And I said, I didn't get my test result. I didn't get my test result. And then I said, oh, sorry, I got it positive. (laughs) Then you, you were like, damn. And then I was talking to Neeraj and Neeraj was like, yeah, let's just go, let's just go ham on this man and just surprise him. And so we were like, yeah, let's just double down. And he helped me double down, which is solid. I was supposed to, the spontaneous initial ticket I had booked was Friday night coming in Saturday morning, which is what you had initially thought I was going to come in on. And I actually ended up missing that flight in general. Like I just missed that flight. And so I had, like, I just, I was trying to surprise you, but in general, I missed that flight. So I couldn't take that flight in. And so that turned out to be the situation where then I had to push my flight. Then I showed up Friday evening, 
Um, and I coordinated with one of your friends to be like, hey, I'll wait at your apartment. And she said that, okay, we'll surprise you there. And yeah, I mean, we have video, video proof of you getting surprised. So that was clutch. I honestly don't think I felt a surprise like that in, in many years that I literally didn't know what to say. I was straight up speechless. Just yeah. I can't believe this man is here in front of me right now. Right, right. Because you thought I if I were to if I were to be fucking with you, you thought I would be showing up that that uh morning, but I actually showed up. Exactly. But I didn't show up. So you thought, okay, this guy's not fucking with me, he's legit. But then I showed up in the evening, right in time for the parties. So exactly. When he said I didn't have COVID, I tested negative. Something didn't feel right, but I was like, you know what? It's COVID. Nothing ever feels right with COVID. So right. just, just leave. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy your weekend. I mean, you mean when I tested positive, when I told you I tested positive. Yeah, yeah, when you tested positive, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. Okay, but cool. So we surprised. So there was an awesome surprise. We have a video. This guy falls backwards and then onto the blinds and then falls forward, kind of (laughs) cries, kind of. We bet that he was going to faint. He didn't faint, which was unfortunate, but it works out. Uh, It works out that way. But then we had a night ahead of us. That was just the start of the night. And it was epic, but Literally. start of the night. So what, what else did we do? What did, what did you have planned for your birthday there? So right after that, we got on, well, we went to my apartment. We had a good time, danced and everything. And then we went to a party bus. So they have these open air party buses here in Miami. Literally with a pole running center. I don't know if it's for structural integrity or if it's just people to hang on to as they <laughs> wave through the streets of Miami. But it was an amazing time. Many people showed up than I thought. And this bus was full. The DJ was there. The driver was having a great time. Like, everyone was just having fun. I, I love seeing everybody come together. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a DJ, right? But that but that man didn't play any music i had ox right and then it was like it was you and then me and then i think it was shivani and the urge's girlfriend right and then it was back to me and then we just blast we were just playing bangers all night long there exactly the dj basically got paid to stay here and dance with us right exactly exactly (laughs) it's true it's true so that was there That was a blast. I've never been, I've been on a party bus before, but I've never been on an open air party bus. And I feel like you can only pull that off realistically in Miami, right? Yeah, there's not many places because even here we were worried. We're like, oh, is it going to rain? Is it going to be just like super muggy and nobody's going to want to stay on this bus? But it happened at night, right? It happened at literally 1130. They picked us up. So it was perfect weather. It was so cool outside. Everyone was just relaxing. Yeah, it's like a boat on 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 land, right? Like we party, yeah. we've partied on a boat in Miami, and this was arguably, arguably better than the boat because we were just like dancing up and down. We had blasting music. The only difference is you can't step outside of the bus and get into water because you're on land. But exactly, it works out. Yeah, it works out. It works out. That's that's lit. That's lit. And then the next day, we also had another birthday event of yours, right? Yes, the brunch. So there's this place called Miami with a M-A-Y-I, like the Maya. And that is one of the most incredible places for brunch ever. Like they had so much going on. We we got their reservation. These guys, they surprised me, of course, again, with the ball. So it was great. They had the, the champagne bottle come out on the ice. It, it was like a cake. It was like on this like platform thing. Yeah. That was like a cake, cake that said happy birthday there yeah 
Yes. Literally minutes before they brought it out, I saw this cake sitting on the counter, like this plastic cake. And I was like, yo, maybe they can give us a bottle with that. Like, that'd be pretty cool to get, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. And then it just came out immediately after. Yeah. <laughs> the sparklers, all the goods. Hmm? <laughs> nah, it, it, was, it was lit. It was lit. Yeah. No, uh, so... I mean, honestly, these guys showed me an amazing. I can't think of the most. This is probably one of the most memorable birthdays I've ever had. That's awesome. I mean, Maybe it's worth it. You turned 25, right? So it's the only way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Miami was insane, right? We dropped way too much money there unexpectedly, <laughs> but it was it was worth well worth it. Like definitely got to do it. There was like it turned into like honestly a day club, which is honestly an absurd experience and <laughs> We started off at like 1230, right? And then we ended at like, what, like seven, six when we made it back to the apartment? We're supposed yeah. to leave there and go to, right? Right, right, right. And then going here, we just stayed there the entire afternoon, but totally worth it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that wasn't the end because I was supposed to leave that Monday evening, right? And mm-hmm. I was supposed to leave the next day. I was going to work during the day, which I did. Right. Well, I worked every single day of the week, but I was supposed to be there and then I was supposed to leave in the in the uh, evening. But I put for a variety of reasons, I pushed my flight to like Tuesday and then I pushed my flight to like Wednesday. And then there was like another reasoning of like, oh, my God, like Viraj and Ayush are coming down like you got to stay. So then I pushed my flight to Thursday and then I pushed my flight to Friday and eventually I booked my flight to Saturday Right. And I was like, I'm leaving Saturday. This is done. And then my flight gets canceled. Right. And just like, it's just like matter of fact. Right. And then I leave actually on Sunday morning. So that like changes everything there. So this man tried to come here for two days and ended up staying for more than a week. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Miami does that. I did that the first time too. I was supposed to be there for like what, six nights. And then I ended up being there for like 10 nights. Right. Exactly. Like, it's the way it rolls. It's the way it, it rolls. Traps you. It yeah. just brings you in, traps you. Right. But the whole time, so the there's never really a trap. Yeah, exactly. But hey, it was worth it though because you guys had your like graduation week. I mean, you, it was your class that's graduating. You didn't graduate with them, right? Exactly, exactly. Because I took in between to do to do some research, and so I'll graduate next year's class, class of 2023. Right. And so this year's class was all my class that I've been for, with them for three years and so I really just wanted to go to this event it was really hard to try to find a way to get in with our guests and with everything but we made it there we made it out there and Jungle Island was incredible like I was honestly disappointed because Jungle Island somehow is still closed to the general public COVID two years later Right. I was expecting parrots, monks, uh, birds of paradise, peacocks, you know, all this kind of stuff. But they were like, no, it's just a ballroom. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. It's still a ballroom. It's still going to be a good time. And our, our deans and everything were coming. So I was like, you know what? It'd be nice to see everybody at least one time together before everyone goes off and lives their lives. So it was really nice to see everybody. Everyone was happy to be there, honestly. Like the joy in that room was boundless. Yeah. Every, I mean, everyone was excited to be done and then moving on to their next step, which is awesome. I mean, I crashed, right? 
as a guest, which is so much fun. Everyone was like, oh, are you graduating? What are you studying? And I was like, ah, I studied finance and I'm doing real estate <laughs> investing like uh, in tech. And so that was like, that was the situation, but I got a, the dance floor was open. So I danced with, I feel, feel like a fellow, your fellow students and the deans, the deans were going crazy, which was awesome. Oh yeah. No, our deans are actually a lot of fun. Honestly, they, they, they came to Miami for a reason, right? They came to Miami because they're fun people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the best part. That's the best part. The other main reason, right? One of the main reasons that I stayed as well was to kind of hang out and be there, right? I was working during the week, but the evenings we had a lot of activities because Viraj was graduating, right? So how do you feel like Viraj was your first roommate, right? And even in freshman year of undergrad. And so now he's exactly. uh, taking his next step in his journey. How do you feel about that? It's, I still remember the day that I had this man message me on Facebook. I was looking for a roommate, came to Miami from Seattle, moving literally from corner to corner. I didn't know a single soul who lived in Florida, but Viraj messaged me on Facebook. He's like, hey, you seem kind of cool. I'm also looking for a roommate. We're both going to UM. We're both in this combined program for BSMD, right? Why don't we room together? So I was like, all right, this guy seems fun. He's a roommate anyway. Let's just do it. So I showed up there. And his whole family is there. They're just the most inviting people on earth. And then we go to sleep that day for the first time. I was sleeping alone in some random city all by myself. But because Raj was across from me on the other bunk, I felt And that's when I knew we were going to be friends for life that very night. Because not only did we move in, immediately he started finding the people that he knew in Florida. Right? So he knew people coming to the school and he immediately started finding everyone, bringing them all together into our room and just introducing me. And I immediately had people to, to be around me that very first day. And I feel like that's one of the rarest things to ever happen in a freshman year random college dorm that you truly find a new family on your first day. Yeah, absolutely. That's, it's not easy, especially when you go to a new school, um, you go to a new city, you don't know anyone, right? Like I went out to Babson and Boston. And I think to that point I had, I had a set of friends, Prabha, right. Was my like first friend just in general. That's one of the reasons I found out about Babson. She kind of convinced me to go, but yeah, she like, similarly, I, I can only, I can only imagine how much harder that would have been because you didn't even know Viraj before, right? You went and to yeah. kind of get to know him and him to be so nice, but yeah, he's graduating. So good luck to him. He's going out to, I believe it's uh, Dallas, right? For his residency. Exactly. He's going to UT Southwestern there. Nice. Uh, he's an ENT. So Viraj Shah MD as of today. As, as of, of today. today. Viraj Shah MD. Dr. Wow. Shah is going to be in Dallas. Wow. So if you're there, look out for it. He's going to crash insane. your city. That's insane. That's insane. Congratulations to him. And of course, all my other friends who are graduating as well, Mossum, Yash, all the rest. Actually, all three of those people are going to the Southwestern. They're going to stay together. Oh, wow. oh, right. Really? <laughs> okay, sweet. Okay. So now, now you can just visit Dallas anytime you get sick, anytime you're, you're getting homesick and you want to go see uh, Mirage there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. So one of the other reasons that Hari was staying here is because a couple of his friends were around as well, and F1 was happening that very weekend. So literally three things back to back, my birthday, 
graduation for the med school and F1 race weekend were all happening. So it was truly the week to be here. It was just full of life. But uh, Hari, you ended up going to F1. How was that? Yeah, I mean, hey, it was crazy. I mean, yeah, so that, that was one of the reasons I stayed too, right? Like it was like, so it was your birthday. That's why we came in. Barrage was coming into town and it was graduation. You guys were telling me about that. And I was like, okay, would love to kind of stay for that if I can make it out to these events, which you guys kind of finessed my way into, right? And then of course, my friend, close friend, Perina from Boston flew in just serendipitously. She messaged me on Instagram and be like, yo, are you in Miami? Like, I'm going to be here this week with my parents. And I was like, solid. Like I'll stay like an extra day or whatever. And that turned into a few days and that turned into me going to the F1 races with her. That was... I mean, so to talk about the F1 races, right? That was insane. Like mind-blowing experience, right? Like I love cars, as you know. I love racing. And and it's just like, it was insane. Like I just, I just have nowhere, no words to describe how crazy of an experience that was because it was like the first Grand Prix in Miami. They had literally mm-hmm. built the racetrack specifically for this right? Specifically for the Miami Grand Prix, they built it out. This is the first year they were doing it. It was happening at the Hard Rock, around the Hard Rock Stadium. So it was kind of north, northern, like kind of between Miami and Fort Lauderdale is my understanding that area, right? So we got in and I think there were just like thousands and thousands of people there. So Perina and I arrived around like, I think it was like three or 4 p.m., got to the track. After trekking through the highway. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Like we tried to take this, like we got dropped off at the Uber at some point and we were supposed to take these shuttles and the shuttle driver, like it was like a 10 minute drive, decided to drive all the way up to Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale because like he didn't know how to get to the place. And he took us on like this hour detour. And we were like, what is happening? At some point we just decided to get, when we were close enough to the stadium, we decided to get off the bus and just walk there. So we were like sweating bullets by the time we got there. Right. And so we got to the race and it was just like such energy, like, like crazy contagious energy of just people just like super hyped, super excited to be at the race. So we walked pretty much like all throughout the track. There were just different points where we were able to kind of, we were going over bridges over like the track to kind of go over into different parts. And so I'd stand at the different like stairways to see the cars like zoom by. It was like, honestly insane. We then ended up like at our seats at some point, right in time for the last uh, practice race of Friday, um, where we saw like all the main like racers, right? Before there were just like other races, but it was like the women's women's racers. And then it was like the MotoGP. So it was like the regular cars as like race cars that were fitted out that were racing around Mm -hmm. the track. Right. And then it was the real like practice race for the actual like F1 um, racers. So I think we briefly saw Max race. I think, I think Mm -hmm. Lewis Hamilton might've been in the pit the entire time. I actually, I think he may have come out by the end. We saw Carlos like really kill it. And then unfortunately he crashed, which is like really bad, but he, he got a podium finish regardless. So I think it was his, might've been his first or one of his early podiums uh, now. So super awesome for him, but yeah, it was just an Good. absolute blast mm-hmm. of an experience. And as a collectible from that experience, I got like a Lewis Hamilton F1 car that I was yes. like, I need to get something as like a, so for people watching the YouTube video, that's going to be uploaded. You can see this, uh, F1 car. It's a uh, one forty third the size ratio. I mean, it's all accurate. So super cool. I'm going to have beautiful. it on my desk. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I think the best part 
of F1 is the sound. You hear that sound anywhere else in the world. It just doesn't exist unless it comes out of an F1 car. Right, right. Yeah, that pure acceleration, the pure engine power, right? You just you just don't get that anywhere. Of course, it creates it is a very dangerous sport, right? As we've as you can probably see on YouTube videos and other places, but honestly, sure. yeah, it was an accelerating experience. So, definitely we'll do it again. I'd recommend it to anyone. The Miami one is great. I've heard the Austin one is amazing as well. So, but I mean, you can't mm-hmm. beat Miami, so I definitely recommend everyone checking it out soon. Exactly. And yeah. if you think you can't afford to go to F1, do a practice race. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's much more for fans. People come out there because they know that they can make it out there. It's, it's about a tenth of the price of a true race ticket. So it's totally worth it to go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely. Definitely got to do it. Yeah. So, Hari, after all of this traveling, you must be so tired. But I know this isn't your first stint. You've been going back and forth. Seattle, Miami, San Francisco, New York. I can't even remember all the places that you've been just within the last year. How is that life treating you? Honestly, honestly crazy. It's, I can't imagine I've been to all the different cities here in, at least, I mean, only in America so far, right? All over (laughs) for the past, I would say year now, just been kind of nomading right? It started off in being in New York. I spent some time in Atlanta. Then I spent some time back in Seattle, was here for a few months. And I got my job at a startup, a real estate tech startup, which is based out of Charlotte, which meant that I started remotely right here in Seattle. But eventually I got out to, I got out to Charlotte, was in Charlotte for a few weeks, uh, or actually just a week, and then kind of hopped around as well. I went out to Boston, this year, I went out to went out to Atlanta this year. I've been out to Miami. I went to Vegas with some friends. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's been an absurd experience. But I think the key thing there is like, I've been using these travels as a way to kind of travel and explore, but also do it like very manageably, right? Like I, I, mm-hmm. I've been, as I like to think about it, I've been nomadic. So like, I, I've been working, right? I work, I mean, pretty much nine to five EST hours uh, every mm-hmm. single day. And so regardless of what time zone I'm in, I'm working EST hours. And so whenever I'm traveling, right, during the work days, I am working, right? But then I've been using that as an opportunity, being nomadic and being a remote, right, is enabled me to be able to travel like this, to be work, able to work from anywhere. And so really just kind of, getting myself in sort of this mindset of, okay, like during the day I get my stuff done. I'm very productive. I'm very focused. And then that get enables me in the evenings. And by, I mean, pretty much by the afternoon time, as soon as my last calls end and I finish all the work for the day, I'm able to then get out and about and start exploring the city. I mean, usually I pick cities, unless it's for work, I usually pick cities where I have friends in and kind of coordinate with either friends who live there or go with other friends to the city. So there's always somebody around to kind of hang out with, like party with, Mm. like explore the city with, which is like super convenient. But honestly, it's been, I, 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 I love it. Right. Like what I did coming into 2022 was I created a list of like, now it's like 30 cities around the country that I want to visit. And so I've started marking, marking off the cities that I've been to. I've been to like seven so far. So that's been awesome. But 
Yeah, it's been amazing. And I think the best part of it all is that while I've been traveling, of course, as I mentioned, I've been going with friends and specifically it's one friend or a few friends and either coordinate to go there together or visit friends that are there. But the best part of it all is like visiting these new cities, experiencing new like kind of lifestyles, new kind of environments. The best part of it is I've been able to make new friends as well. Like through these friends, kind of hanging out with them, hanging out with the friends of friends like that's been the magic of traveling, right? It's like traveling is one thing where it's like, yeah, you do get to go see new cities. You go see new experiences. You go see new places, um, new areas, right? And experience new walks of life if you like to think about it that way. But the best part of it is making new friends, right? And it's usually friends of friends. And sometimes also it's strangers, right? Like it's like you see somebody yeah. at like a restaurant or a lounge or a bar or something and you just like bump into them, start talking to them and then you make a new friend. And that's been like very special. And so now it's like cool to know that I have like starting to form. I mean, maybe it's not the most quality of relationship in terms of depth, but it's like, you're making a friend and you can like, you have them on Instagram, you have them on social media and you can hit them up at any time. And if you're in that city again, I would love, like, would be awesome to like meet them and see them again. You know, that's great. No, literally, I think every night that we've gone out here, we yeah. have found someone else new to talk to that's just a nice person that's there trying to do the same thing that you are which is come out here explore understand like no matter how long you've been in the city you can still explore like right. just for example take Hari's background right now this is a picture on Miami Beach using night mode how many times have I been to Miami Beach but I've never just stood there and enjoyed the waves from a lifeguard seat ran around the beach in the middle of the night how have I not experienced that, right? There's always new experiences to be had wherever you are. There's new people to be seen right. wherever you are. I think that's a big message that right. or a lesson that we've learned through all right. of these travels, right? And how were you able to coordinate a surprise with two of my friends? Because you came here once and you met them, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the only way that you know these people, close enough to coordinate something without even the my knowledge, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And yeah, that's the best part of traveling, right? It's like everyone just thinks traveling and nomading is just like going out and seeing new cities, but really it's making new friends, right? That's at least the way I see it, which has been honestly pretty incredible. And I mean, some hopefully like these are friends for life in many regards that you start to form new friends and you get to meet new people. And it's, I love it. I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything there. So Absolutely. yeah, nomad, nomading has been, has been pretty spectacular. If I say so myself. And if I can say, I've been very impressed because every day at 8 a.m., this man, I would hear his alarm go off. We'd wake up, take his 8.15 a.m. meeting. No matter how late we had stayed up, he'd take his 8.15 a.m. meeting and do this the entire day and then somehow still have energy to either work out with me or go grab some nice lunch or dinner or even if it's just both of us sitting back and watching a nice thumb movie, you know? There's always something to do even if it's not some big plan that you have that day you can enjoy your life and this man has proved that to me. you can enjoy your life to the full send every single day and not regret a second of it. yeah absolutely i mean hey you got to do it right i i think the the part of that right is i love what i do right like i love the company that i'm working with i love the work that i'm doing i love the opportunities that i've had the opportunity to be a part of right and to that point, um, I love the team and the team is very flexible and the team is great. And so working with them gives me a lot of energy. And so that's what motivates me for sure, just internally to like 
make sure that I'm up doing my thing because we're excited about what we're building, right? From a work perspective. But I think that that also is like a part there, right? It's like, it's not easy, right? Like you do have to like make sure you're very disciplined, right? But nomading, I think the thing that, the, the thing that with nomading, right? That you can get is like, you get to experience new things, but you do break out of the routine. Like one thing that I found for myself is like, I lose my routine in terms of like, proper like i mean not to say nutrition because i eat right we eat mm-hmm. like normally and right you can you can acquire food right in the sense of you can go yeah. buy food or you can get groceries but it's like you don't have a specific routine and the other part is like the fitness portion of it like that is very hard right. like to be able right. to like when i'm in seattle like i have a pretty set routine where it's like morning workout like before my meetings go into meetings go into the work day do that, eat, eat at the right time, eat properly, right? And then you work out in the evening, do some strength training, and then some form of cardio. It's either soccer, boxing, or like I mean, maybe just at the gym, one of the machines, right? But you don't you don't necessarily get that. And so nomading is not like this holy grail as people have made it out to be. Like there are sacrifices that you have to make. And I think that yeah, that is underrated that. there. People don't people mm-hmm. don't like really dig into that as like. Yeah, I mean, when I came out to Miami, Miami's great, but and we had a lot of fun. But it's like, yeah, I mean, didn't have time. Just kind of the nature of it. You sacrifice something. You have to sacrifice something, right? So fitness did sacrifice, which is, I mean, it's it's. I made that choice, and so I'm fine with it. But it's part of the process mm-hmm. there. It is. It is. Even with a, a gym in the apartment, it's just hard to find time to fit it in within your priorities, right? So you right. just have to choose what you're going to do that day. And right. it's not like we didn't go to the gym did but it's not the same feeling of i did everything that i wanted to do in this day as a routine right i just did everything i felt like doing that day because i'm traveling and my friends are here and i want to enjoy my life yeah exactly exactly i would say to people in in medicine or professions like that which are much more stuck to one location than a tech job right not that you cannot do nomading i think yes obviously you're you're working in one location primarily but i have a friend for example he is a resident at a hospital about 40 minutes north of here but still because he lives by the same philosophy that we've been talking about of getting all your work done making that you have time for the things that matter he's still able to come down here at least every once one to two weeks right and he's still able to enjoy his life that he had in undergrad or in med school with a friend that he wants to be around and still live his life as a person who is lively. You know, I think that's the, at the end of the day. Your livelihood is not your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's, that's a, I mean, to that point, right? Like you pretty much stayed in Miami from mm-hmm. undergrad. So like, how is that right like i feel like miami is one of those i feel like i mean i'm not gonna put words in your mouth is like miami is one of those places where you can like kind of see everything so how has that been for yeah. you to just be in like miami for pretty much what is it now the last eight years of your life here yeah yeah literally it's been eight years so i feel like yes because it's miami i and it's also been a period of great growth and discovery for me you know college medical school these are the times when you're finding out what the world is like you're finding out how you interact with people how you're going to live your life what habits you're going to form so because it's been a huge period of discovery 
I think I could have been happy in a lot of places, but Miami took it to the next level where I feel like I am not even experiencing FOMO from living here for eight years in my youth, that I still find new experiences, like the constant construction, constantly new things opening, things closing too, right? You feel the sadness of these that were so dear to me that are gone now. But that's the thing. It's a city of change. And a city of change, you don't have to go somewhere else to experience something new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think to that point, right, like you exactly said, it's just like there's so much happening and so much changing in Miami, right, just all the time that it's like always feels like a new city. Like even when from these, I mean, I feel like in the past year, I've come so much to Miami, right? What is it? It's been like this is my fourth trip to Miami in just less than like eight months, right? So like, as I've said many times before, my heart is in Miami. I haven't moved there yet, but my heart is in Miami, of course, always. But it's just like, it always feels like there's always something new to do. And even the same things that you do, it's just always like a different experience there. Exactly. Like how many times have we been to Mangoes on South Beach? Just okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yet every time we go, we find something new to do. We find new people around us. Like one day you go and there's just a wedding crew dancing after the wedding like in the rooms another day you go people are holding out limbo sticks and just asking you to limbo there's always something different that, that changes the vibe every day here in Miami I love that about the city is that the city of hope of youth even the the seniors who come to Miami or live here in Miami have that same of use right yeah absolutely so, Miami Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. I, I think, I think to that point, like, I want to get out there. I'm going to get my parents out there. It's going to happen. I'm manifesting it on this podcast. It's going to happen this summer. I'm going to convince my parents, but okay. So taking a step back, right? So I've had the opportunity to nomad, right? A lot. And I will only continue to nomad more here. I think the one thing to definitely share, right? As a part of that nomading experience, right? Is you do travel a lot, right? And you do meet a lot of people, but I think it also takes not just discipline with, like I said, with your work, with everything in your personal life in terms of like just keeping yourself healthy, keeping yourself fit, right? Keeping yourself like just feeling in a good mental health and just all the things that matter. It also is very important from like a social perspective for you to maintain like existing relationships, right? Like I think when you travel, you can kind of lose track of like, your family, your existing friends. And I think that's something that like, I, I mean, I know I need to personally get better at. I'm not good at that in any regard, but it's like making sure that you kind of like, don't lose sight of like your life, right? Like when you travel, you can get kind of lost in the sauce for better or for worse. There's a lot of fun things <laughs> to be doing. And so I think, I think that's important. Right. And I think that's very key to that point. If you want to travel and if you're the type of person who gets like I am extroverted, right. And gets energy from other people. It's very key to make sure that when you travel, you are putting yourself in positions where you're meeting new people, either your friends there, you're getting friends to come out with you. Right. And it's also making sure that you maintain, of course, the relationships um, that matter to you. Right. And just important in like whatever your home city is, which is Seattle for me now. Right. And so kind of Mm -hmm. still keeping, keeping in touch, um, with kind of the people that I'm there just overall. But I think to that point, the question now is to you. So I know you still have a year left in med school and I think fourth year is going to be crazy for you with all the rotations. But once you get into residency and stuff, will you have the time to travel? How does 
how does I know you mentioned the story and example of one of your friends who does travel, even though he's a resident. How does that look for most residents or how will that look for you there? So the, it's difficult to say. It really depends on the culture of the school. Mm-hmm. And I will comment on the culture of the school, except that I don't even know where else. But there are definitely a lot of schools that are more intense and won't be as lenient with time off. There has been a lot in the culture of medicine that has encouraged people to be working overtime, to be always at the hospital, to just dedicate their life to doing that. And it's not that the people now don't want to dedicate their life to helping their patients. They don't want to dedicate their life to just being in the hospital. They will help their patients in every way that they can most efficiently and get out and live the rest of their life because we're people as well. And I feel like we can take better care of our patients, of the people around us, if we also have a healthy, balanced lifestyle. If you're just in there all day, every day, then you're not going to be out in the field going and finding out new things, going and doing your research, going and creating social activism for healthcare, going and doing outreach to different communities that need access. If you're confined to that one space, you can't access your full potential. So I feel like it's a good change in medicine that's coming about. It's many, many more schools now that are accepting this change, or I guess hospitals and schools, right, that are accepting this change in how we think about the life of a resident. And the field that I'm going into, radiation oncology, I think has accepted this more than some other fields. And it's part of the reason that I chose it, that I saw that these uh, doctors that I see here, my attendings, my residents, they're progressive in the way that they think and want you to be a happy person so that you can deliver that same happiness to the people in your care. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. That's super, that's super important. I think like burnout is so like, so real. Right. And I think as much as, as I think about like many of us, when we're in college, we're just like, go, go, go like assignment after assignment. And you can experience burnout right in school, of course, right. With tests and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, but there is burnout, right. In the work world, even, even if you're doing the job that you love, even if you're doing the job that you're like, this is what I worked my whole life to get to, and you're doing it, you can experience burnout. Right. And that's so real. That's, that's awesome. I mean, I think as you were explaining it, right. To your point, radiation oncology probably has like a great schedule in terms of you actually get weekends, right. You're not like expected to work on weekends there. Right. Yeah. To expand on what you were saying about doing what you love, but still experiencing burnout. If you're doing what you love, it doesn't mean that you have to do all the things around what you love the extreme right no one's dream is to go into the hospital and, and click on or fill out paperwork right their dream is to be talking to that patient or doing their surgery or learning something or discovering something new and so it's really not that people complain about when they complain about burnout it, it's all the bloated like extra things that they have to do as part of their job in order to get those few minutes of doing what they want that's what causes the burnout in my opinion Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Right. And I think, I think that comes in different forms, right? Like you can, you can have healthy burnout, right. Which I don't know if there's ever healthy burnout. Maybe I'm not using the right terminology, but there are just times when you're just like, you've been working on something or a project or just in general, working on some initiative, right. I'm talking like very work sense, but even like in a medical sense, right. You're working on something for like periods of time 
for let's say like a few weeks and you're like, it's even if it's going really well, you just need to take time off and you need to take a break and you need to take a refresher there to be able to like reset and to like kind of just realign, I would say like your chakras, right. Or your, <laughs> like your, your own personal yeah. energies, right. For your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual energies, right. Realign <laughs> it to then get to a place where then you can like be like, okay, I've been like putting myself into this for like whatever the last few weeks. Now I'm going to take a step back, rejuvenate, address the parts of like my life or just my like kind of mental health, like emotional health, physical health, spiritual health that I may have been neglecting that I need to get to get to those, get to a place Mm -hmm. where you're like, I I think it's like a video game. You're like respawning. You're coming back with full health. Right. And you're like, okay, now you can go, go, go again. Right. And so that's like, that is, that is like very real. I think that's super important to me to that point, right? Like traveling has been that, right? Like I will, I find myself like here in Seattle or just kind of at home, however I want to classify it about two to three weeks out of the month. And then pretty much a week to two weeks, just how, what, however it lays out, I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. And it's like those two to three weeks I'm in Seattle or at home, right? I'm like grinding away, like working crazy, yeah like workout, like fitness, right? I mean, just like, just getting my side projects, side things also happening, right? Along with also trying to see my friends and hanging out with them and having a good time. But that's been, that's the main focus. And then kind of traveling is that unlock of like, okay, like I'm traveling here for maybe a reason or just in general, wanting to go see this new city, want to go see a friend. And then that gives me kind of that reset, that rejuvenation. And I think that's important for everybody, right? To that point of just in like, burnout is having that but also to that point right like there are also like mini rituals that you can do so for me that's like playing is like mm-hmm. my mini meditative ritual of like resetting in the day so like after my work day once all my meetings are done and i finished and checking all my slacks and emails i will turn on and play two to three games of fifa and it's like it's honestly a very meditative experience for me to just like i love soccer I love video games. I grew up playing FIFA and it's just playing FIFA just kind of gives me a chance to myself, just me, the TV, the controller, just focus mm-hmm. playing FIFA. It's not, I wouldn't say it's mindless because there is like, you have to put thought to it, but it's like, it's kind of, I play FIFA so much, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, that it became this like mindless activity where it's just like, I know what we need to do. And it's like, if I win or lose, yeah. that doesn't matter, right? Just do it. And it gives me a chance to like, think and reset yeah using a different thought process that you're not thinking fully with just the prefrontal cortex that you're going forward and thinking of something new and being creative all the time in this way or managing people yeah or a code of software right your instincts when you right. play something like right. FIFA because you've done it for so long and doing something instinctual brings us back to who we are. That's why people are rejuvenated by nature walks. You're bringing back to your instincts or by running. Like for me, that's a big thing, just running. Because I don't think about anything when I'm running. I just yeah. think about here I am. This is the time that my headphone told me that I am making this time on my current half mile. Then I'm making the next time on my next half mile. That's all you can think about. It shuts your brain off to everything else and makes it an experience, right? right. And that's so important to have in our case. And I think to sum this up, we should think about a quote from the J- great J.P. Morgan. So J.P. Morgan would take three months off out of his 12 months of the year, three months at a time. He'd go on this massive vacation, yet everyone here listening knows the name J.P. Morgan. 
That's how successful he was. He said, when someone asked him, why do you take so much time off? He said, because I can do the work of a normal man in 12 months, in nine months. He said, I'm going to work so hard in those nine months that I'm going to be the maximum success. And I know that these three extra months are there as part of my schedule in order to make me that much better during the rest of the year. That, that's amazing. I mean, hopefully both of us can get to a either economic or financial or professional capacity, right? And freedom that we have the ability to just like every year take three months off. But I think like that mentality is true though, right? It's like when you're focused, be fully focused, right? So that you can spend a set amount of time that you set aside for yourself as that reset there where you're like, Hey, this is me resetting for myself. And I think you're right. Like that's that if we're going to take that forward to the world we live in, which is very connected and very go, go, go. That's like when you're focused, you are focused and you stay focused, get stuff done and then give yourself and make self make, make yourself space to give yourself the time that you need to reset, rejuvenate, or from a video game context, respond to full health there. <laughs> super important. So what do you, so I'm curious, what do you do to like reset, respawn every day? So I think the main thing that I do is run. And then I also try to make sure, even though I'm tired of the hospital for a full week, I try to make sure at least every one day a week, I go and do one thing with my friends. If I haven't done that, then I haven't fully finished my week. You know what I mean? And I know that may sound different to someone like you who's in the tech world, but for doing something like that in medicine, it's very difficult to schedule that one thing a week. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, when I have time, I do much more, as you know. But telling myself that that is a necessary part of my week, I can't just go home and watch Netflix, right? I have to do something with people that I love being around. Even if I don't think that it's going to help on my one hour before I go there. As soon as I go there, I realize that my entire body has changed. My mindset has changed. My face has relaxed. It's something that we can only get from other people. We can't get it from ourselves. And so it's important to remember that those people are there for you and you're there for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, to that point, I, I'm very much driven the same way, right? Like I love spending time with people. I love being around the people that I care about. I love being around the people that I have fun with. And to that point, if, if I think of it even at a small scale or even a large scale, right? Whenever I've chosen, if I've had options ahead of me of what I want to do either with my time, energy, or just like choices, anytime I've chosen to like do something with somebody, like spend time with a friend, spend time with a new friend or an old friend, right? Get to know someone, right? Like do an activity with them. Never regretted it. I will never regret it, right? Never, ever. And the only things I regret, right? Are things that I chose to do instead of spending time with my friends, right? Of course, you need to do what you need to do, right? And work and you need to put in that time. And there are sacrifices you got to make. Sometimes you can't go to parties. Sometimes you can't go to lunches. Sometimes you can't go to dinners. But at its core, you shouldn't let everything sacrifice, like, everything like taken take place of you spending time with your friends. And to that point, me spending time with people that we care about, right. Has been amazing. Right. And that is something I wouldn't give up for anything. There. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think we should abide our viewers for now because we have much more to say. We always have too much to say, I know, but save it for next time.
Yeah, absolutely. On that, we love you guys and thank you for for hearing our thoughts, our ramblings. And I hope that you can at least take one thing from this and make your life a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody if anybody wants to travel and if anybody wants to do the nomad life, if you can swing it, if you have the freedom to do that in whatever capacity that looks like for you, definitely do it. Take advantage of it, even if it means even if it doesn't mean traveling across the country, right? Even if it means going to the town over, spending a day there, just exploring something new, that is part of what is life. And hey, when you're out and about, like feel free to say hi, like we talked about, right? Feel free to say Mm -hmm. hi to new people and really just kind of get to know new individuals. And I mean, hey, we are social animals, right? And that's what makes us, that's what makes humanity special. That's what brought us this far as a species because we were social because we banded together, we decided to talk to each other, to invent language, to share technologies with each other, to live together more than any animal has, to find ways to specialize as people. Only through being social have we come this far, and only through being social can we go further. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. It's the only way to pull this off. But yeah, perfect. Well, with that, let's cap it. Awesome. Welcome to, welcome again to the second episode. I appreciate everyone who has made it this far um, and excited to continue to talk to everyone and hopefully invite, as we said before, a few of you onto this, uh, onto this talk show in the future here. Exactly. And like we always say, we're not, not down. Yeah. We're not, not down to travel. We're not, not down to make friends. We're not, not down to doing what we, what you love to do here. Cheers.